Welcome to MarketScale's Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Speech-enabled devices like Amazon's Alexa or Google's Home have slowly become more and more ubiquitous in our homes. But now, many are looking for speech technology solutions in other avenues of their life. Jesse Montgomery of Theatro joins us today to talk about the rise of the ubiquitous voice, the common challenges facing those in the retail space, and just how Theatro's software and hardware are streamlining communication in the workplace. How you doing, Jesse? Doing well, thanks. So Jesse, I thought a good jumping off point would be if you could tell us a little bit about Theatro and what what exactly about that company gets you excited? What's new? What's coming up? Yeah, so at Theatro, we have developed a mobile communications platform uh, that uh, enables tens of thousands of hourly workers today, primarily in retail, to be able to connect with each other uh, as well as to uh, their headquarters and to vital enterprise systems. And we do all this um, through the power of our users' voice. So our, our uh, platform is, is voice-enabled, voice-driven. Uh, so our users wear a small uh, wearable device uh, that, is, that they control with their voice to be able to communicate with each other uh, and with uh, enterprise systems. So one thing that's you know, incredible to me, just with a background in, in the speech technology industry, is to see how speech technology as a core component of our communication platform is really transforming the retail world. So the retail industry faces a number of challenges. Some of them are, you know, been very well publicized of late. Uh, You hear about them in the news. Uh, There are external pressures that retailers are facing, such as the increased presence and success of online retailers, uh, which are forcing brick and mortar retailers to adapt and change. Um, For example, we're seeing an increase in services such as buy online and pick up in store and carry out or curbside assistance features that weren't really or services that weren't really offered um, until quite recently. Uh, And, you know, as you think about your own shopping experience, you you can kind of see the the evidence of how brick and mortar retail is uh, has various challenges and is changing. You might be familiar with driving by empty parking lots at a mall or hearing about store closings in the news. so that's kind of those are some of the challenges that that retail is facing from the outside or or externally. Um, what's a little less well known uh, is some of the challenges that retailers face operationally within their own stores. Uh, in particular, uh, many stores have significant barriers to efficient targeted communication among their employees. They resort to very old technologies like walkie-talkie or overhead paging, and so they have very poor accessibility uh, to their own enterprise systems. Uh, these are uh, kind of crude communication uh, technologies. So as a result, uh, management often has poor visibility into their workforce and isn't able to optimally mobilize their workforce. But at Theatro, we're addressing all of these problems uh, by providing a platform, communication platform that enables targeted communication among employees. And this is this would include real-time communication like conversations between employees as well as asynchronous communication. So being able to for example, leave a message for uh, an employee or a coworker who doesn't work until maybe tomorrow. Uh, you can leave them a message on our platform. Um, uh, so we enable those kinds of uh, human-to-human communications, as well as we provide access to, to enterprise data, such as product availability, price, et cetera, all by using uh, our virtual assistant that, that uh, resides on our lightweight wearable device. So those, those kinds of um, solutions that we're providing, which are transforming how business is done in retail. Uh, to me, that's very exciting to see uh, speech technology uh, employed in a very uh, innovative and new way. Right, especially as it's just becoming more and more ubiquitous, right, with all these devices in everyone's home now and everything. So 
I think it's really cool to see it penetrate the uh, that that market space. That's right. So that's you know um, sometimes this is called the the rise of ubiquitous voice. We we have uh, you know speech enabled devices all around us now, whether it's Amazon's Alexa or Google Home or Siri on our iPhone uh, or cars that are uh, that have speech recognition capabilities. You can control various functions via speech. So all of these are examples of how speech technology is just becoming more ubiquitous and has really become part of our everyday lives, almost to the point where we uh, don't give a second thought to, you know, to asking our Alexa something or asking Siri for directions. Um, uh, and so it really has become ubiquitous. And Theatro is kind of extending that concept to the, the hourly worker, the, the retail environment where uh, technology has really kind of uh, bypassed or left behind the hourly worker. If you think about what tools you use for your day-to-day -day job or what tools, what tools I use, those have changed radically um, in the last 10 or 15 years, if not the last year or two. Uh, but for the hourly retail worker, they have, for the most part, the same technology at their disposal, uh, especially with regard to communication uh, and operations that, they, that they've had for quite some time. So it's exciting for us to see uh, speech technology penetrating to the, the retail market um, and uh, our users, when we when we uh, you know introduce a new store or a new store comes onto our platform, uh, there's it's like second nature to them because uh, everybody knows how to use their voice, um, and increasingly everyone ha knows how to uh, use their voice to uh, to interact with uh, technology. So um, hopping on board our communication platform uh, is is usually a, a seamless experience where it's very intuitive for how to how to use the system and interact with our virtual assistant. So while it might be, you know, relatively easy and, and, and obvious how to uh, work the device, what does the like installation or, or integration process look like at the beginning? Right. So uh, our, our solution runs on uh, store Wi-Fi systems. So uh, the advantage to that is that uh, there's no uh, Internet connection required to be able to to use our virtual assistant for example if you want to use uh you know google home uh google home is a fantastic product but the way that it works is that it communicates uh with google's cloud servers and um, requires that kind of internet connection for our solution uh, we run a very light approach where we don't require that kind of internet connection we run on a in-store server and the, the store's wi-fi so that means that even if the store doesn't have connection to the internet, uh, that's no problem. We just run over store Wi-Fi, uh, and the installation is uh, is is quite simple. Uh, we we get a certain uh, configuration from our customer experience team that has worked with uh, with that particular retailer to figure out what applications and and features and configuration settings make sense for them, and that really relates to what are the challenges that they face in their day-to-day -day operations and communications. We have a wide variety of applications that we offer, and it's all configurable, so we can tailor uh, a solution to a particular retailer. Once we have all that information uh, from our customer experience team, uh, after they've gathered all those requirements, we uh, configure the system appropriately, and um, by the time uh, we turn on the service on day one, it's all ready to go, and we have a, 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 a very short uh, interactive training um, module that uh, gives users the basics of how to get up and running uh, on our system. Okay, okay. So it's definitely like an all-in-one solution in that sense, right? It is. That's correct. Okay. 
So you mentioned, uh, you know, some of the how it does enhance communication amongst uh, hourly workers. But what are well, can you give us like another example of how they might use the the virtual assistant or some of the more complex nuances of the the AI in the device? Sure. So uh, right. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, we we enable various kinds of communication or interaction. Some of those uh, are uh, real-time person-to-person communication. So on our platform, if you and I were working together in a store, I can you know, press the button on the device and say, hey, Elmer, and it will open up a, a communication channel that's just between you and me. So it's very different than a walkie-talkie overhead paging where everybody has to hear whatever it is that's being said. And the implications for that, of course, are that uh, the vast majority of what users here is not really directed at them. It's kind of, we call it ear clutter. It's, they have to hear it, but it's not really for them. And so the natural reaction then is to just tune out. Um, whereas on our platform, if you're hearing something in your ear, it's by definition, it's, it's relevant for you. It's pertinent. It's something that, that pertains to you and that you should, should take your attention. Uh, so we have, uh, those real time person to person communications, uh, as a, in a one-to-one conversation. We also have uh, what we call a group chat. So, uh, for example, at a hardware store, uh, maybe a customer comes in uh, at the front of the store and they ask the first person they see, hey, I have a question about such and such. And that, that employee doesn't necessarily know the answer to their question, but they know that it's a plumbing related question and they can grab their device and press the button and say, hey, plumbing. That will immediately scoop up all the the, the folks that are in the plumbing department, working in the plumbing department that day. And the uh, employee can ask the, the plumbing experts their, the question and they can either provide the answer right then or they can send the, the shopper you know, their direction. So those are kinds of examples of real-time uh, person-to-person communications. We also have uh, two other primary types of applications that we, that we deploy and that our, that our uh, users uh, see great value in. The first of those is what we call our request and respond applications. So an example of that would be uh, if you have lines that are getting long at the front of the store, a cashier can press their button and issue a command asking for register backup assistance. And basically what that does is it initiates a request to other users who are able and qualified to help at the registers. And our system manages or brokers that that experience from that point on. So the, the requester only has to issue that request one time. They say, register backup. And then from there, the system will see who is available. In other words, they're not engaged with the customer at the moment. They, they're trained on the register. So we don't, we don't ask everybody to come up and help at the register because not everybody is able to do that or qualified to do that. So we send out a targeted request just to those folks who are available at the moment and are trained to come to the register, you know, to work the registers. And if nobody responds immediately, then on some configurable, base, configurable basis, maybe every 30 seconds, the system will ask again until somebody acknowledges the request and says, copy that. Once we get that, uh, once we hear that somebody has acknowledged the request, then our system, our, our platform, our virtual assistant rather, will uh, tell the requester, hey, uh, Bob is on his way to help. And the system will also tell Bob, thank you for responding to register backup. So that way, the person who initiated the request uh, knows that help is on the way. They know who's coming uh, and they know that they don't have to, to worry about it anymore. So that's something that's kind of a hybrid of a, 
you know, human and computer interaction. The, the, the person is initiating the request, but from that point on, our virtual assistant uh, brokers everything that needs to happen in that experience. And then finally, the last kind of flavor, if you will, of application that we uh, offer on our platform is uh, integration to our customers' uh, back-end or enterprise uh, systems. So, for example, uh, a lot of our retailers use and, and love a feature related to um, looking up product information. So they can say something like, check inventory, and our virtual assistant will come back and say, okay, tell me what the SKU number is that you're looking for or that you want information about. They'll read off the SKU number, and then depending on how we've configured their system uh, at their request, we'll play back various information. You know, you have five of those items available in the Dallas store, you have 17 available in the Fort Worth store, or they may have it configured to play back price information or a product description or what have you. So that's a, that's a great example of the kind of uh, uh, value that we can provide. Uh, and the, the, the user, the person making that request, uh, especially if they're, if they're inquiring about a product in relation to, in response to a customer standing right next to them in the aisle, hey, I only see two of these here, do you have any more in the store? They can answer that question, they can, they can find out the answer to that question without burying their nose in a screen. They can find out the answer without having to walk away from the customer to a kiosk. Uh, they can query just simply via their voice, via our lightweight wearable and, and virtual assistant. They can find the, the answer to those questions right then and there. And uh, so you can see how it makes the employee's job, the user's job, uh, you know, they're much more efficient at their responsibilities, but it also translates directly into great customer service uh, because those kinds of answers can be provided uh, immediately right there in the aisle where they're, where they're asking. Yeah, I think this is really exciting stuff just because, you know, from my personal experience, I know my first couple of jobs were in retail and this just seems like it's getting rid of a lot of the uh, just kind of headaches, you know, from the because and I'm glad that, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, you talked about, you know, there's all these these things that we think about when we think about retail, but we rarely think about the experience from the, the non-consumer side, right? The the employee, especially the hourly worker side. So, yeah, I think that's super interesting that this is like one of this is one of those problems that is so nuanced that I feel like many people have like kind of ignored for a while. And, and and this feels like a really really cool way to to you know push this forward and 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 bring technology in a meaningful way right because I think a lot of the times we're seeing companies bringing in technology into you know whether it be the retail space or the food space or whatever space and it's kind of just there without really you know ha targeting a problem that it's trying to solve so it, it's really cool to see something so focused and, and Jesse I'm curious one of my last questions for you is. You mentioned earlier that there are some some common challenges you see in the retail space when you're you know looking to to partner with someone. What are some of those common mistakes you you end up seeing that you think uh or not maybe not mistakes but maybe challenges within different retail spaces? What are what are some common mistakes a lot of people are making right now? Right. So, well, uh, I th I I would say uh one of the I've alluded to one of the biggest uh you know mistakes or or the you know the status quo as it is today is that uh, retail is a fast-paced environment. Uh, retailers, employees, the hourly employees frequently have uh, a laundry list of tasks that they have to do each day. Um, those may, uh, depending on the retailer, they may change uh, a, a great deal from one day to the next. Uh, and they don't have uh, the right tools to be able to, to 
be efficient at those tasks. So uh, they, for example, we when we go in and do a store assessment, we frequently find uh, a bulletin board with notes tacked up all over it, or post-it notes, you know, at the deli counter, uh, or a post-it note at you know the the, the men's shoes, you know, kiosk that's for the person that's coming in the next day. You know, our customer experience team doing this assessment will say, you know, oh, what's the, what's that about? And they'll say, oh, that's, you know, that's how I, you know, communicate to, you know, to Bob who comes in tomorrow that that he needs to to do this task or this is how far I got on, on the task, you know, on my shift and here's where he needs to pick up. And those kinds of things are just, um, it's incredibly uh, old school technology using post-it notes to try to you know, to relay a task management uh, system, if you will. Whereas we, you know, can provide an application where uh, somebody logs on in the morning and we tell them uh, what their three tasks are for the day. And that's completely driven uh, by, you know, a manager's, uh, you know, uh, dashboard to to set out what needs to be done and, and who is qualified and has time to do it. And once they finish a task, they can, you know, tell the system that they've done that task and that will get filtered up to to management to see what has been done and what hasn't been done. So that side of things can be automated. But then at the same time, you know, the hourly worker who's only gotten partway through their task can say message Bob and leave a message for Bob. And as soon as Bob logs on in in the morning, the next day, uh, he hears that he has a message from so-and-so and, and, you know, can kind of pass the baton. Uh, So it it ensures a lot more consistency and uh, clarity of communication. Uh, So we see those kinds of, you know, those are large scale, I guess, uh, mistakes or, or challenges that, that retail faces. Uh, a lot of another kind of pitfall that we've seen before is uh, some have tried to approach this uh, set of challenges using a, a smartphone um, as as the the means by which the communication uh, will take place. Uh, and it's true that some of these challenges can be addressed via apps on a on a device but what we've found uh, in talking with retailers is they want to they want their associates to provide great customer service and uh, having your nose buried in a, in a screen-based device is is not a great way to do that it's not a great posture for providing customer service we we like to say our solution is heads up and hands free uh, you, you don't have to be holding a device. You just have this very lightweight uh, device clipped to you and you grab it when you need it. Uh, the other thing, just as a uh, equally important, is that it's impractical uh, from a financial perspective to outfit every employee with a smart device. Uh, there's, there are challenges if people you know, bring their own devices. There are challenges that they're not, many retailers don't permit hourly associates to have a personal device, personal smartphone on them while they're on the sales floor. Uh, and the retailer is not in a position to spend uh, huge amounts of money to outfit every uh, hourly employee with a device. Whereas with Theatro, uh, our custom-made, um, very lightweight, you know, not screen-based device is uh, very affordable. We're a you know, software-as-a-service company. We provide this small piece of hardware as an endpoint for our software. Uh, and so it's very, very cost-effective. And part of the whole point there is that uh, by providing a solution like that, every single employee is connected. Every single employee is is wearing a Theatro device and is connected with each other and to the network. The vast majority of, excuse me, of hourly employees in retail don't have a corporate email 
uh, account. They, so there's not a, a way for information to be distributed uh, uniformly or efficiently or effectively to hourly employees. Uh, and so we solve uh, all kinds of problems like that. Well, that's exciting stuff, Jesse. And uh, my last question for you is, what do you think is the next step on, you know, the the rise of ubiquitous voice? What do you think is is the next uh, uh, the next thing we have to look forward to in regards to this kind of technology? Well, the it's certainly I don't I don't see uh, things slowing down at all from a from the perspective of ubiquitous voice. I think we'll just con we'll continue to see. Uh, voice-enabled applications in uh, increasingly various uh, use cases. Uh, we, we already see it in, in cars, we see it uh, in homes, uh, and, and with Theatra we're bringing that ubiquitous aspect even to the store. Uh, we certainly see opportunities in, in other fields. Uh, we're primarily focused in retail at the moment, but there are certainly similar opportunities uh, in the hospitality industry, in the manufacturing industry, uh, who face the same fundamental uh, challenges. Uh, I think, you know, retail in particular has its work cut out for us to, to survive and to thrive. And so we're trying to, uh, from the inside out, if you will, uh, make internal operations and communications be so much more efficient that there's much greater opportunity for, for retailers to, to not just survive, but, but to thrive. Right, right. Well, Jesse, thank you so much again for joining us. I, I appreciate your time immensely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.